Welcome, everybody, to NWCZRadio.com, Channel 1's Down the Rabbit Hole. I'm Big D. It's time for the midweek edition. Thanks, everybody, for downloading and listening to the podcast episode. Also, I want to remind you, you can email us, downtherh, protonmail.com, downtherh at protonmail.com. And a big shout-out and thanks to all the platforms that carry us and for you, sharing the show, the feedback, everything, get, getting involved. And we love that. We love hearing from you, going back and forth with you through the email. So today, I'm going to start an ongoing series. Now, this won't be a consistent series, meaning I'm not going to cover this every midweek episode till we're done. But this is going to be a reoccurring series because there's no way to tackle this all in one show. It's impossible. There's so many aspects, so many avenues, and it's really come to light, I would say, in the last five to seven years. It's the fact that the Illuminati, there's a conspiracy theory, there are people who are observing, people who are noticing that the Illuminati is being mentioned over and over and over in music. Now, when I was growing up in the 70s and the 80s, pop music was what we'll call safe. If you really wanted to get into the dark side of music where they had dark themes or they would talk about Satan or Satanism or any of that kind of stuff, you had to go to heavy metal. You had to go to hard rock, as they called it back then. It was on the FM dial. You had to seek it out if you really wanted it. And there were some crossovers with Black Sabbath and Alice Cooper and so forth. But I think most people understood it was for shock value. What we have going on now is a completely different game. It's amazingly different. 
I think I've talked about this many times on this program, so I'm not going to give a whole long detailed account, but I've been involved in the music industry for a long, long, long time. Sitting in my office, I can look around and I see autographs, posters, photographs of me with very, very famous artists. I've interviewed probably just about everybody you can think about, been to thousands and thousands of concerts. And so I feel I have a pretty good grasp on the industry, on the artist, and what goes on behind the scenes. So I think this is going to be a fascinating, deep, deep dive. We're really going to go into it. Before we do that, part of this, the, the launch of this was based on a listener's request about a certain artist. And we're going to, that's going to be the crux of today's episode. And we'll get to that in a moment. But I think we need some setup. A lot of people just listen to music. And even that's changed over time. It used to get it on the radio. You would hear the disc jockey tell you about an artist or the, the, the making of the album. Then we had MTV came along and kind of showed it all to you. And now everything's on the internet. And a lot of it's independent. And it's, you can find anything and everything. But what's being pushed by the industry? That's really what we want to get into is what's happening in the industry and why this sudden push for all these weird Illuminati style and framed halftime shows, concerts, album covers, and even songs. And I'll play you a clip of a few songs here today if you, ha if you have any doubt about that. There is a book out. I can't recommend it. I think this guy has some fairly decent information, but I believe he misses the mark on a lot of it. That to me, this is a guy who's observing from the outside, never been involved in the music business. But he does have some interesting points, and so I want to bring some of them out. One of them is he noticed that some musicians like corn singer Jonathan Davis and rapper MC Hammer, also Megadeth's frontman David Mustaine, and others have denounced the Illuminati and the artists promoting them. So you have to look at that and say, well, if people are denouncing it, it must be happening. They must be noticing it. Les Claypool from Primus wrote a song about Bohemian Grove, and we did an entire show on Bohemian Grove. Bono, who is going to be the subject of this episode when we finally get into that aspect of it, one time said that he attended an Illuminati meeting with other celebrities, and I, I will get more into that. It could have been a joke, maybe not, but it just seems very weird and very strange that of all the things he could have said, he could have said, we were in a secret meeting, we are at a business meeting. No, they chose to trot out the Illuminati. Here's some interesting historical facts regarding the music industry and the Illuminati. And we're going to go back a little ways. One of the things I think is pretty evident or it has become evident recently. And this was a hidden secret in the industry. I'm not going to lie, but many musicians achieve massive success, not because they're talented. They're chosen. You're chosen by a record label. They're chosen to be promoted and they are used as puppets. That's no, it's social conditioning. That's not a secret. That happens. Because in your town, in my town, in my neighborhood, there are fabulous musicians, 
fabulous local bands, amazing talent. Probably some of the greatest guitar players and instrumentalists will never be, quote, famous. And some of the local bands who are actually quite good will never make it outside of their area because they haven't been chosen. And in recent years, this Illuminati symbolism, in my opinion, has gotten so blatant you're even seeing some of it being reported on the mainstream and it's all over YouTube. A lot of people cover this stuff. I found it interesting that Puma, the clothing company recently released an Illuminati themed clothing line called shadow society and who's wearing it. Oh, I don't know. Kanye West, some sports figures like LeBron James and others. And it's, they're wearing these clothes with obvious Illuminati symbolism. According to, Illuminati studies, and we've talked a lot about the Illuminati on here. Some people believe the reason the symbolism has become so blatant is because the Illuminati themselves are partaking in the, quote, revelation of the method, which means they are openly displaying their power on purpose to brag about it and to announce their presence to the world. And I think we're seeing that in a lot of aspects, not just music. I think COVID was part of that. Uh, We've talked a lot about that. You can get into the minutiae on some of the most famous musicians who have been killed or died over the last several years. Michael Jackson, Tupac, Whitney Houston, all of those. A lot of them say that those were sacrificial killings by the Illuminati. And as we get through this series, we'll certainly dive into some of those. Let's go way back. Why would the Illuminati, why would they care about the music industry? What's so important about it? What do they find alluring or interesting enough to pay attention to it. Well, let's go back to Plato and Aristotle and even Socrates. Aristotle once said this, if one listens to the wrong kind of music, he will become the wrong kind of person. Plato once said that music was once pure and conveyed only positive thoughts and emotions, but later an unmusical anarchy was led by poets. Plato also wrote, They were men of genius, talking about these musicians, but they had no perception of what was just and lawful in music. And by composing licentious works, they have inspired the multitude with lawlessness and boldness. Socrates said musical training is a more potent instrument than any other because rhythm and harmony find their way into the inward places of the soul on which they mightily fasten, imparting grace and making the soul of him who was rightly educated, graceful, or of him who is ill-educated, ungraceful. And the ancient Chinese text Xu Xing says this, for changing people's manners and altering their customs, there is nothing better than music. It even finds its way into uh, the more modern age. Eddie Manson, I don't know if you know who he is. He was a popular composer for Born on the Fourth of July, Breakfast at Tiffany's, a lot of, a lot of movies. He once said, Quote, we manipulate people like crazy in films. It's a tremendous release. I can make you feel any emotion I want you to feel at any time. It is Machiavellian power. We project gut to gut. So they understand the power, the power of music, the power of persuasion, the power of emotion. Sig Mickelson, who was the former president of CBS, once said, and this was on the heels of Mockingbird, the CIA program, he was asked, does he think it's still going on? And he, quote, said, yeah, I would think probably 
For a report, it would probably continue today. But because of all the revelations of the period of the 70s, it seems to me a reporter has to be a lot more circumspect when doing it now, or he runs the risk of at least being looked at with considerable disfavor by the public. I think you've got to be much more careful about it. So you have even more recent people who are tied. There was the, uh, one of the leaders of Disney, not Iger, but one of the past ones, talked about how easy it was to manipulate people. And let's go to Adam Weishaupt. Adam Weishaupt, of course, was the founder of the original Illuminati. Here's some excerpts from one of the books of his that I was reading. Quote, by establishing reading societies and subscription libraries and taking these under our direction and supplying them through our labors, we may turn the public mind which way we will. In a like manner, we must try to obtain an influence in the military academies, the printing houses, booksellers, shops, chapters, and in short, all the offices which have any effect, either in forming or in managing or even in directing the mind of man, painting and engraving, are highly worth our care. Quote, we get all the literary journals. We take care by well-timed pieces, which means articles, to make the citizens and princes a little more notice for certain little slips. The great strength of our order lies in its concealment. Let it never appear in any place in its own name, but always covered by another name and another occupation. None is fitter than the three lower degrees of Freemasonry. The public is accustomed to it, expects little from it, and therefore takes little notice of it. And it may be a powerful engine in our hand. Then I thought this was interesting. I was, I don't know if you know who Dick Morris is, but he at one point was an advisor for Bill Clinton. And I saw an interview with him, and they were asking me about some of this stuff as far as Mockingbird. Uh, they didn't quite say Illuminati, but powers that be and so forth. And he admitted, oh, yeah, the conspiracy theorists are right. So just a little background there as to why I'm diving into this, why the Illuminati or the powers that be, you don't have to call them the Illuminati. That's just the name that's given to them. I don't think they walk around and say, yep, I'm in the Illuminati. Maybe they do. I don't know. But they are the powers that be. There's no doubt. A couple of quick stories that I ran across, and then we'll get into the deep dive of the day. This happened in 2012. This was the day after Christmas. There's a 27-year-old aspiring rapper in Virginia who was arrested for shooting his friend. Nothing new in rap. That happens all the time. However, he was allegedly hoping to kill his friend as a, quote, Illuminati sacrifice, believing it would get the attention of the Illuminati, who would then reward him with a record contract and make him a famous rapper. So that's a little strange. This was even stranger. There was a fifth grader who was in school and threatened to sacrifice her fellow students to Satan on behalf of the Illuminati. This was in California elementary school. This fifth grader stood up in the middle of the class shouting she was part of the Illuminati and threatened to kill other students as an apparent sacrifice to Satan. According to ABC affiliate KXTV, she said, quote, she said she wanted to sell her soul to the devil and she said she'll kill everybody. The girl then grabbed a pair of scissors, started cutting herself, and allegedly tried to stab other students. Local television reported 
that the girl claimed to be in the Illuminati and that other students reported she had drawn Illuminati symbols on the bathroom walls. So those are just a couple of anecdotal pieces to show you where we're at, where we're coming from and why we're diving into this. And like I said, over the course of this exercise, and it's going to be multiple shows, we're going to tackle the rap industry. We're going to tackle Madonna. We're going to, ta we're going to tackle all of this stuff. But I thought I'd start off with the request of our listener and the one person he was interested in and fascinated in was the front man, the lead singer for the band U2, Bono. And I want to introduce you bring, or bring back onto the show a friend who has been on here a few times. I think we did the sports conspiracy. We did the Antichrist together. And there was one other. But this is Kevin, my friend Kevin. He is a sports writer. He's retired, but he's an award-winning sports writer, very knowledgeable. Kevin, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you back, my friend. The reason I wanted to bring you in on this, specifically this episode, is because we've been friends since college. I think we talked about that before. Very much into music. Big time into music, obviously. And you're a big U2 fan like I am. So give a little background of your history with U2. Okay, uh, well, the first time I uh, noticed U2 was around the release of War, um, and that's their uh, third album. If people don't know much about U2, it has some of their earliest big songs, I would say, Sunday Bloody Sunday and New Year's Day. And from that, I mean, I, I bought the album, loved it, and became a big fan didn't turn back for a while, but we'll get into that, I guess. How many and times have you seen them? I've only seen them once, and that was the uh, Pop Mart tour in 97, I believe. You've been a fan for a long time, listened to it for a long time. Correct. Yeah, I've been a fan, a big fan for a long time. Observer. Yeah, yeah. Followed Bono and the band, you know, even when I wasn't too keen on their music and, and things like that in later years. So I first recognized who U2 was at the US Festival in 1983. And then I saw them subsequently right after that at a little club in, in LA called the Hollywood Underground. They were at that time billed as a quote, Christian band. And you could find their records at Christian bookstores. The first three for sure, October, War, and Boy. And then after that, they pulled them all out and they were no longer apparently considered a Christian band. They're Christians in a band. I have seen you two many, many times. I've been backstage at you two shows. I've had press passes to you two shows. Most famously was the Octung baby tour. I met their manager, talked to them. So I, I I've been to Ireland. I have met people who know Bono. I have never met him. Uh, every time I was backstage, they're very private. They get done with their show. They hit their dressing rooms. And one time they walked right out into a helicopter and flew away. So, <laughs> but I've talked to people around them, their crew, their staff, and their manager. So one of the things that's been fascinating about this 
the evolution of U2 slash Bono is, to me, they seem like over the course of the time they've been going, they're basically three different bands. You have the early years. And I understand when you say, well, they were billed as a Christian band, but they may, and they may have been, they may be Christian. I don't know. I'm not here to judge that. But when they started, there's basically two sides in Ireland and in Northern Ireland. There's the, the Protestants and the Catholics. They did meet at some Bible study. When they were pressed on the issue, they basically said, oh, we're Christians. So everyone sort of immediately labeled them as that, and they do have a lot of religious references in their songs. Then they sort of morphed into, I don't know, like a caricature of themselves. I would say during the Zuropa, the Octung Baby, the Pop Mart, all of that time, it was almost as if they uh, left themselves and became, this is what you want us to be, we're going to present this. Some people took it as a, a gag. You know, they're making fun of everybody by, by doing this, along with the, having good music. Some people thought, wow, man, they've really you know, gone off the rails. And then there's the third phase where they are at now, which I think really started with the Songs of Innocent album that got forced on everybody on iTunes. And that's the, the third wave of U2 is the socially conscious, we're going to save the world, all driven by Bono, no doubt about it. So let's look at Bono specifically, because there's allegations and accusations out there that he is part of or controlled by the Illuminati. I think it's an interesting study. Been looking into it for quite some time. And I think the most famous where it really started coming out was <laughs> it was when Matt Damon started this thing called water.org, which was a charity to bring water filtration systems to third world countries. Of course, Bono, there's never been a charity that he didn't like. And so he jumped on this. And this is what Bono said. They asked him about it about how did he get involved and why is he involved? And he said this quote, I remember when Matt first brought up the idea, it was at a meeting of the Illuminati and also other people involved in it was uh, actress Olivia Wilde, billionaire Richard Branson. And they all would crack jokes about this secret Illuminati meeting. In fact, one of them later said that, oh, you weren't supposed to talk about that. I think that was Olivia Wilde. But he, brought, he was the one who brought it up. We were at this secret Illuminati meeting. Now, a lot of people say, well, it was a joke. Ha ha, it was funny. Okay, I can see that. But it's very strange that that would be the one go-to thing. There's also other examples that followed that. When they were playing Helter Skelter live, Bono would wear a necklace with an upside-down cross on it. In their song, In God's Country, he states... I stand with the sons of Cain. If you don't know much about Cain, well, Cain was the brother of Abel and Cain was the murderer. Then there's also, we'll get into it a little bit later, Macfisto, his devil character, which he would trot out on stage every now and then. But what do you take about this initial Illuminati mentioning that Bono threw out there? I think he's... Wants to be a, well, he's clearly interested in uh, 
the globalist point of view. So I think he leans toward a lot of the same thinking. There's been uh, uh, mentions that he's possibly a Freemason. The globalism is, is the thing that ties together to the highest degree as far as I can see, because I think that globalism is, you know, that way of thinking is hand in hand with Illuminati and, and a lot of their, or most all of their goals. He explains away a lot of it by saying, okay, well, I want to end poverty. I w I've seen what happens in Ireland and uh, globalism in Africa um, and the poverty that's, it's, you know, ravaged the countries throughout the, you know, third world countries throughout the world. So he's used that as a base to push globalist ideals. I'm looking at photos right now. There's a great thread on zootopia.u2.com where they're talking a lot about what you're discussed there with this. Is it Illuminati or is it globalism? There's a whole series of pictures. There's one of him with Obama. There's one with Bush Jr. There's one of him at the World Economic Forum. So he's with the Pope. He's with Hillary Clinton. He's with everybody. All the usual suspects. One of the things I find interesting, and I'll, I'll get more into it in a moment as far as this residency they've had at the Sphere, but there's a lot of messaging on the wall during this show. If you know anything about the Sphere in Vegas, U2 has a residency there. They were the very first ones. A lot of people are claiming that is an Illuminati setup, the whole Sphere itself, because the first thing they put on that was the all-seeing eye for like a week, just looking around at Las Vegas. So during this residency youtube plays there and they have graphics and all kind of cool things flashing behind them well through several songs there's a bunch of messages that flash up on the wall here's some of them everything you know is wrong then there's another one that flashes up that says kill baby there's another one that says rape another one that says you're being watched every artist is a cannibal Death is a career move. Religion is a club. Watch more TV is another one that comes up. And it goes on. There's just, there's a ton of them. And so to me, if <laughs> that seemed very odd, just on its face, that those would be the messages that you would want to flash. I have a brother-in-law who went to the show. He really enjoyed it. He doesn't notice these kind of things. But, the fact that you're watching a rock show involved, getting involved in it and the emotion and everything's high and the music's thumping and everything's going and they're flashing these images at you leads me to wonder why. Why would they choose those things? Part of the message would be kill, kill the baby, watch more TV, every artist is a cannibal, death is a career move, uh, you know, on and on and on. It just seems to me those are, those are not positive messages and those are more messages that the Illuminati or the powers that be would send. Right. I would say anything uh, like that, although the symbolism is all about, you know, this is what we're really about. And, uh, you know, people that are involved in the Illuminati, in my opinion, this is something that they need to do. They need to be telling people kind of what they're about through symbols, uh, there's a lot of 
Illuminati uh, hand signals where... Uh, the pyramid. And they're, yeah, the, the pyramid's the main one, but uh, the one-eye thing has been tied to Illuminati as well. That's uh, you use a hand or a part, body part or, or, cover one or eye. something, clothes or whatever, and cover one eye. Like the pyramid where you uh, hold up your hands in a, in a pyramid uh, shape. There's also the okay sign. You put it over one eye. And there's a peace sign that is put up next to your face at a certain angle. Well, I've seen that you can find photos of Bono throwing up pretty much all of them. Well, here's another interesting for, quote, a Christian and a, at one point, supposed Christian band. This is a, a musical clip, and this was on telethon to raise money and this is jimmy kimmel and they are called the red pack this is the red pack and who are the red pack well it's bono brian cranston Kristen bell ashton kutcher dj khalid p diddy and kimmel and this was written by brandon flowers of the killers i'll get to him in a moment but they all gathered around a piano they're raising money i believe it was for aids awareness this was their song check this out The snow is blowing That son of a bitch Inside it's glowing We're lucky we're rich We're nice and cozy We jing, jing, jingle the bell Oh, baby, it's cold But we're going to hell Sip martini from a silver cup, yeah. Balenciaga to carry my cup. Tis the season, our Bitcoin stocks doing swell. But if we don't help people with AIDS, we're going to I got new jet skis, major keys, and a shiny brand new iPhone 10. We got airman's boots, Italian suits, and a personal masseuse named Sven. So you get the idea that is, uh, it goes on. It's like a four and a half minute song. I don't think we need to hear all of it. But the point is that Bono attaches himself to this kind of stuff, which to me seems very, very odd. If you are more, and I know he's, oh, it's philanthropy though. It's, he's trying to help everybody. As we've talked about with Illuminati families particularly, and you go all the way back to the beginning, to the early Illuminati families, the Rothschilds and so forth, the Rockefellers, one of the things that they were very, very, very good at was appearing to be charitable while at the same time being rich as all get out. It's a ruse. It's a shill. It's a front. So I decided to dig into that aspect of it a little bit with Bono because, well, is he exhibiting traits that are Illuminati-esque? And I thought these two articles were very, very interesting and kind of telling. This is from 
the journal, i.e. And this is from 2017. Headline, Bono and Queen Elizabeth are among the world's super rich exposed in the Paradise Papers. A huge leak of about 13.4 million secret documents has shed more light on how some of the world's rich and famous avoid tax. Britain's Queen Elizabeth and Bono among them. What did Bono do? So according to this report, Bono used a company based in Malta to pay for a share in a shopping center in a small town in Lithuania. U2's frontman was reportedly an investor in the Maltese company Nude Estates, which bought this mall for 5.8 million euros shortly after it opened in 2007. In 2012, the shopping center business was transferred to a company in Gersney called Nude Estates One. Queen Elizabeth's connection to offshore investments also re- were revealed, and it goes on. And there were more. You go to the next. Uh, you go to the next article. Bono's One Foundation, the his foundation is titled One, is under fire for giving little over one percent of funds to charity. Bono's Anti-Poverty Foundation One is under all kind of pressure to explain his finances after it was revealed that only a small percentage of money it raises reaches the needy. This nonprofit organization set up by the YouTube frontman received almost 9.6 million pounds in donations in 2008, but handed out only 118,000 to good causes, which is a total of 1.2%. This right here is a guy who goes around and I've, again, I've seen them in concert. I can't even count how many times. You go to the show, they hand out stuff, whether it's Greenpeace or it's Amnesty or it's the One Foundation or it's the AIDS Foundation, asking you not only to pay a ton of money to go to their show, buy their merch for outrageous amounts. They put all kind of pressure on everybody in the middle of the show to contribute to these charity causes. And these charity causes, his One Foundation, giving barely over one percent yeah what they don't tell you is that uh one doesn't mean uh the song it means we're given one percent pretty much i also found this interesting because i'm looking in the psychology of it because honestly i am a youtube fan i think bono's a very gifted and brilliant writer and i enjoy a lot of their music But it does appear to me that somewhere along the way, between the first three albums, and maybe even maybe even a a couple after that, something did happen. Somebody he either sold out, sold his soul, however you want to put it, because he did change tremendously. I was looking it up, wondering like what happened? How did this all go down? Well, according to the Irish Times. They did an exclusive interview with him in 2022. He talks about the loss of his mother, and he also got a divorce from his wife. He had a brother he didn't know. And one of the things that just stuck out like a neon sign in this interview, Bono says, I've spent my life, 
looking for the blessing of father figures. If you're that high up in the music business and on the world stage, who are the father figures? Who would he be seeking the blessing of? I think this is a guy who rose to fame and got to the top, insecure, and they love this. If he is in the, in the Illuminati, he's a puppet. He's not part of the Illuminati. He's being used by the Illuminati, his voice and so forth. Right. And, you know, the, some of the rappers have mentioned that uh, connected to race where they're like, all right, well, I'm going to get as big as I can. Uh, I forget that it might have been Kanye or somebody like that. Obviously, this is a big thing with rappers, and uh, they are, you know, they, they made the point that the Illuminati is not about, and it's a bunch of white men and, and people in power, probably. You know, that was their perspective on it, but they, they still had people that they had to, that was their boss or their masters or their whatever. One of the things that was mentioned on the zootopia.youtube.com in this thread about whether Bono's in the Illuminati. This is a compilation of what several people wrote. I've, it's kind of narrowed down into these finer points. And I thought these were all good questions. One, Bono is with them and he's tricking us as part of the plan. Two, his position is difficult and his narcissism is greater than his reason. Three, he's telling us in front of our faces we can be one except the new world order. That is a huge pushing point of Bono and U2, is that we should all just be one. You, you mentioned the globalism earlier. It, that is a massive point. They love to push that. Uh, number four, he's like a Manchurian candidate. He's programmed. Six, he is on our side. He's just trying to tell us from the inside, like he's, he's trying to put it out there. I don't buy that because why wouldn't there's there have been historically plenty of artists who have said, I it's there. I'm not participating in it and I'm over here. So he could do that. Number seven, we're giving meanings to things that don't exist and other possibilities. And certainly it could all be just a big part of the show. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I don't know the mind of Bono. I can only look at his actions, what he says. I do find it interesting that the one album, of all their albums, that was forced on everybody. If you had an iTunes account, you woke up one day and there was, without your permission, without buying it, without anything, there was an album from U2. And it was titled The Songs of Innocence. Let's go down the list of songs that were on this album. There was The Miracle of Joey Ramone, Every Breaking Wave, California, There Is No End to Love, Song for Someone, Iris, Hold Me Close, Volcano, Raised by Wolves, Cedarwood Road, Sleep Like a Baby Tonight, This Is Where You Can Reach Me Now, and the last one is The Troubles. Those are just the names of the songs. There's a message right there, if you're not catching it. There's a theme to that. That was forced on everybody. And 
A lot of people say, well, that was just a promotional stunt and blah, 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 blah. It had never been done before. It's never been done since. And it was such a huge deal. Bono had to come out and apologize for it. And they immediately removed it if you didn't want it. Well, let's get back to that the, uh, the song that we heard. We're all going to hell. Just on a side note, the guy who wrote that, his name is Brandon Flowers. He is part of the Killers, this Las Vegas band, The Killers. And he's the lead vocalist, primary songwriter, and so forth. So I looked him up. Interestingly enough, you know, the Killers, they have a bit of a following. I, I wouldn't say they're huge, but they're pretty big. They're, they're, you know, as things go, people know who they are. So Flowers grew up in Utah. He lives in Las Vegas and he's a Mormon. Nothing out of the ordinary about that. As you know, Brandon here on the show grew up a Mormon. His grandmother's from Lithuania. Apparently at one point had a debate with Richard Dawkins, the church features him in a promotional video on the church's website. He has this from 2006 to 2016. They released this annual Christmas themed singles and aid in this product red, which is global funds to fight AIDS and tuberculosis and malaria. Sir Elton John lists flowers as one of his top five heroes, which kind of weird. Elton John knows a lot of people. Bono, Praises Flowers, says, we need him on the radio, his voice. And Bono said that in 2015 to the Globe and Mail. So there's a connection there with these guys. So I don't think you have to be a big star to be being used or being puppeted in the industry by the Illuminati. I think it can be, it can be all types of people. And what we have with Bono is... This idea of a front man who is taking advantage of their massive success. But what, in your opinion, Kevin, what's the distinction between you two being huge and saying big country being huge? Or, uh, or other, other bands who had similar sounds at the same time? Right. Well, a lot, of, a lot could be involved in that. And I, I think you two was not involved in the Illuminati at that point in their career, how they got big as opposed to big country or somebody that else that was kind of down the road. That, I mean, that's interesting. They, they did get pushed by the music industry at a certain point because the album I mentioned earlier, uh, War, uh, you, uh, MTV uh, pushed that big time. And, uh, you know, that's when we started seeing you 2 on the videos. And then it just got bigger and bigger. And uh, Well, the rattle and hum became the apex of that, that point. That's when they really shot to massive stardom, that tour. Right. But I think, I think uh, when it really comes down to it, the exposure and the timing, they had MTV. They, for whatever, caught, you know, caught fire. Um, I believe they were, you know, I mean, there's talent level involved, not just the playing, but the the writing, and it struck a nerve at this at uh, that exact time. Probably got pushed by the music industry 
at a certain point. They certainly weren't being pushed when they put out Boy. Have um, you seen the Yahweh video? Yes. So this is another sticking point with a lot of people who are pointing to Bono slash U2, although it's primarily Bono is being mentioned as being part of the Illuminati. In the Yahweh video, and if you haven't seen it, I will put a, a link in the description of the show. You have to go to the right Yahweh video. There's a bunch of them out there. But the Yahweh video that has a lot of the graphics, it's these ever-changing graphics on the screen. There are multiple symbols in this video that are Illuminati references. There's no way to get around it. Yeah, they had the uh, all-seeing eye multiple times pyramid with the all-seeing eye in it uh, also they had different religion uh, symbols for different religions um, and you they even had one clip where there was Christ a Christ-like figure right with the all-seeing eye on the figure and then he pulls it out it's very strange yes it is and uh, and the other symbols the other all the religious symbols are like imploding on each other yeah, like eating each other or whatever, cannibalizing each other. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very strange... I mean, personally, the, I took it as kind of all religions are all good. You know, there's all it's like, a something to be said for them. And the coexist thing, they kept on flashing that. Right, so it's the um, globalist mentality. Bono, there's no doubt that he has a globalist mentality. We should all be one religion. We should all be one people. I think he believes in socialism, although he doesn't practice it in his businesses. He believes that we should all have the same amount of things. It's no wonder that he hangs out at the World Economic Forum because he buys into what they're selling. Right. Yeah, That's. it's a little bit hypocritical of him. Um, little? Uh, I would massively. say that the, the uh, religious stuff is you know, very strange, too, considering their start and... You know, the first few albums were considered to be... Well, they definitely had Christian references in them. You could uh, argue whether or not they are a true Christian band or just a band that, you know, has I would say uh, they're, Christian they're not. elements. Yeah, I would say they're not a Christian band. I do think they have a lot of biblical references in their songs. Tons. I mean, we could go through... We could do an entire show of the biblical references that U2 has in their songs. But that doesn't make you a Christian, nor does it mean that you're pushing a Christian message. So I wouldn't say they're a Christian band. I would say that for whatever they enjoy the poetic aspect of biblical stories and maybe some of the writings in the Psalms and Proverbs and so because he does reference a lot of that. Right. Well, and he he's claimed to be a Christian. But if you do years, a video called Yahweh, right, and in the song Yahweh, which is God, the one God of the Bible, and you have all these weird Illuminati symbols, the all-seeing eye, and all the religions imploding on each other and coexist and everything, I don't see how you could ever claim that you're a Christian. Well, yeah, uh, those symbols are absolutely not Christian. No, and they're not cohesive with the biblical notion of Christianity. Right. So uh, the the two don't, they can't coexist. It doesn't happen. (laughs) 
Another interesting thing, I'm going to go back again to the guy who, Brandon Flowers, who wrote the song, We're All Going to Hell. One of the people he collaborated with quite a bit with was this artist named Avicii. Maybe you've heard of Avicii. Not a lot of people in my circles know who Avicii is, but Avicii is one of these artists that is sort of disappeared. He did a video that sort of referenced a lot of the Pizzagate type stuff, and suddenly he was he was dead. Whether he committed suicide or he got killed, we'll go into that at some point down the line. But but this guy Brandon Flowers, because. A lot of people, if you watch that last video of Ichi, there's a strong belief that he was trying to show everybody through this video what was going on, sending the message out, and they didn't like it getting out there. And it's a tough video to find even these days because it's all been scrubbed. So back to Bono. Talk about just briefly uh, some of the charities that he aligns himself with, which is another, I think interesting thing it's not uncommon it's been going on forever where musicians or famous actors sports figures will align themselves with a charity but one thing about bono bono pretty much aligns himself to everything it's hard to find a charity that bono doesn't align himself oddly enough unless it's a christian charity go down the list of charities that bono supports it is all globalistic charities. Feed everybody. Give everybody water. It's about economic stability for the planet. It's about all this one world health care. He's aligned himself with Bill Gates. He's aligned himself with you name it. And so to me, <laughs> I mean, honestly, to me, if you are not involved in this, you would distance yourselves from people like Bill and Hillary Clinton's foundation. You would distance yourself from Bill Gates. You would distance yourself from when Greenpeace was really crazy. And all these one world globalistic charities at the same time claiming, yeah, well, I'm just, I'm about compassion. And oh, by the way, I'm a Christian, but not align yourself with any, I'll just say Christian based charities that's very strange in my book yeah it's it's really strange especially for somebody who uh, claims to be a christian and then also is so deeply involved in trying to help people uh, so to speak even though it seems to be the one percent <laughs> and you know the money he he's accumulated and everything to uh kind of say yeah i'm i'm not gonna not going to be involved in that as a Christian or, you know, uh, kind of speaks to, you know, maybe he's doesn't believe that. So I want to play a song real quick. I'm going to play the entire song. Uh, hopefully we don't get in trouble in this. We're going to comment about it, which usually is the, <laughs> that'll get you off the hook if you're making some sort of comment about it and, and, or critiquing it. But this is a song, and I think this is interesting. I want you to pay attention to the lyrics. We're going to talk about it when we get back from it. If Bono is in the Illuminati, I would think his name would show up in this song. This is the song Illuminati by Madonna. Check it out. Bum, bum, bum. 
It's not Jay-Z and Beyonce It's not Nicki or Lil Wayne It's not Oprah and Obama, the Pope and Rihanna, Queen Elizabeth or Kanye It's not pentagrams or witchcraft It's not triangles or stacks of cash Black magic or gaga, Gucci or Prada Riding on the golden cat At some point, we'll get really deep into that song. And, of course, we're going to talk about Madonna because, in my opinion, in the modern age, that's where the Illuminati really stepped into music. I believe she was the first in, I'll say, the modern age Illuminati puppet. But what I noticed in this song, she mentions Jay-Z, Beyonce, 
Kanye West, Nicki Minaj, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, Barack Obama, LeBron James, Lil Wayne, Pope Francis, Queen Elizabeth II, Bill Clinton, Rihanna, and Oprah Winfrey. She doesn't mention Bono. No, she does not. <laughs> so, and I don't know if Bono's just not in her purview or it didn't fit yeah. the it didn't fit the lyrics. Oddly enough, who wrote that song? You're like, "Well, who wrote that song?" Obviously Madonna did it. Well, it was written by Madonna, Toby Gad, Marie McDonald, Larry Griffith Jr., Mike Dean, Kanye West, Ernest Brown, and Jacques Webster. That's a lot of people to write that song. When was the song written? This was put out in 2014. Okay. Well, I mean, my guess is that Bono just didn't come up, you know, when they were writing it. But I wouldn't say that a Madonna song proves or disproves whether or not Bono is No, but I find in, it interesting you know, because involved. in music, Bono is one of the biggest frontmen on the scene and has been for a long time. One of the biggest mouthpieces as far as globalism and, and showing up at World Economic Forum, showing up in the presence of Pope Francis, showing up with presidents, showing up at all these different charitable events and UNESCO and, and the list goes on. And these are all Illuminati illuminaries. And he's hanging with them and pushing their message. And we see that he's hiding his money. He's not he's not even consistent with his message as far as what he does with all of his money. So it seems like he has a lot of the same traits as what we've learned about the Illuminati. It seems like he's carrying the message of the Illuminati or the globalists or the World Economic Forum or the Bilderbergs, however you want to frame it. And bottom line is, I don't know. He's never come out and said, but he does do all the hand gestures. He does the symbols in their music, on their screens. They're flashing strange messages that aren't coherent with what would be, a, I would say, a positive band, which is their image. Oh, we're just, we're caring, positive band. We, we, we care about the planet. We care about people. And we're very, you know, introspective. And we just want to help everybody. You don't put up symbols, uh, messages that say rape, kill babies, watch more TV, everything you know is a lie. That's very strange. Yeah, you don't do any of it. You don't flash hand symbols. You don't write certain lyrics. You don't have certain things, you know, or images flashing when you're doing a concert or even writing a song about it like uh, Madonna did. You know, without something, you know, why would you do that otherwise? I agree. So bottom line, you have anything else to add on the Bono situation here? I don't think so. Other than just the globalist, he, he's an outspoken and admitted globalist. Um, you can take that for what it's worth. He's not saying he's in the Illuminati, but he admits that he's a globalist. Um, and I think if you admit that you're a globalist, he's, he doesn't even practice what he preaches on that. He lives really well in Ireland, apart from everybody else. I've seen him actually drive by in his car, and it's not a cheap car. It's a huge, big-time sports car. He doesn't associate with anybody. In fact, I've read many articles where the Irish people are tired of him. They want him out of there because he's just disassociated himself. And the only thing he ever talks about as far as Ireland is is 
uniting Ireland and being one with the world and basically losing themselves into the globalism that is coming and just, you know, you might as well get, get on with it. I don't know. My bottom line is he's certainly carrying the message. He sold out at some point. I think he tries to play both sides, sort of like the devil and the angel kind of thing. But you play that game, it's a losing hand. While I really like their music and I will continue to listen to their music, I don't think the rest of the band is on board. I think they just benefit from the popularity of what's going on and probably are afraid to come out and say anything because that's the end for them. I do know that he and Larry Mullen are notoriously at odds about a lot of the direction of the band. You read any book, any articles with Larry Mullen, and he's barely hung in there many, many times. And you just kind of have to wonder. I mean, I know bands go through breakups and they have musical differences, but as far as Bono goes, I can't definitively say, yes, he's Illuminati. I will say he carries the Illuminati message. And and he carries it proudly and he carries it loud. So I think you got to take it for what it is. You got to tread carefully around it. You got to know going in what's happening. And with Bono and U2, it's pretty right there. And so tread carefully on it is what I say. That's the beginning of our series. Like I said, I'm going to extend this over multiple weeks. It won't be in a row. This won't be every midweek But every now and then I'm going to come back to this and we're going to look really hard into the rap world. We're going to look into the supposed Illuminati sacrifices of some of the artists. I'm going to look at more artists like Madonna, like Jay-Z, like Rihanna, like Nicki Minaj and all of those. Because I will say with certainty, the Illuminati is in the music business. And they are there for a reason and they are there to manipulate the masses and they are there to change the tide of thinking and to produce people who are brainless and who follow these pop stars and rock stars and and do whatever they do, whatever they do, much like movie stars. And I think the Illuminati at some point recognized this, hijacked the industry And along the way, I'll give you some examples of when I was in it and things that I saw that I I never met somebody who said, yeah, I'm from the Illuminati and I'm here to control the music industry. But there are weird things that go on in the music industry, shadowy people, directions from out of nowhere for things to do this or change or whatever. And yes, there is what they call an unseen hand and you don't know where it's coming from. So hope you enjoyed that. Brandon and I will be back on Sunday. You have questions, comments, or somebody you want me to look into specifically or a certain genre of music that you want me to explore, I'd be happy to do it. Down the RH at protonmail.com is how you get a hold of me. I'm Big D. Kevin, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. We're out of here.